Hello, and welcome to The Marvel Virgin, a podcast all about the Marvel Cinematic Universe. My name is Paul, and I'm a Marvel Virgin. And my name is Kaylee, and I'm a Marvel whore. For each episode, Paul is watching a Marvel movie or TV series for the very first time, and with my help, we'll be delving into the good and not-so-good aspects of the MCU, and navigating the secrets and intricacies of this big and complex universe. If you'd like to send in any questions, comments, factoids, or even if you'd like to correct anything we've said, after all, we're not perfect, then you can tweet us at the Marvel Virgin. We'd love to hear from you. Enjoy the show. How excited are you to talk about Endgame with me? So excited. It's been such a long time. It was such, it's, it's taken ages so for us to get here. Long time. It was like watching Endgame with you. We did it in person just for anyone who cares for the was first the most, time ever yeah yeah the most epic experience ever because you came to me in storm Eunice. i did come to you in storm <laughs> Eunice. i battled the storm of, like, of 2022 and yeah, a little weather avenger and i made <laughs> it i was like dorothy gale battling away to try and get into the cellar and i made and i made it and it was fine <laughs> it was fine i was thinking more like you could be a superhero but you know, Dorothy that, Gale kind of is a superhero, so that's fine. We can. We she can flies. That. She flies at some point. So she does, kills bad guys. She does kill a bad bad woman. Yeah. She, she oh yeah, two. Mm. She's quite yeah. a ruthless ruthless superhero, isn't she? <laughs> cool. That's like worse than that, weren't you? <laughs> a ruthless little minx, isn't she? <laughs> <laughs> ruthless twat, isn't she? Yeah. yeah. Um. So. <laughs> so yes, I've been dying to talk to you about it because. Three hours, it's a long movie for you because I know you like a little break in the middle, you like a little, but did it actually true? But then, if the movie requires three hours, then it's good. And this yeah. required three hours, <laughs> yes, there was lots to get through, wasn't there? There's so many people in it that literally the credits were probably longer than the film, they always are now because they have the entire cast, but then all the other thousands of people who I don't know did a light fitting or made a big caterpillar thing on the computer or you know that's yeah i'd love it if that's what they wrote if they had children write the credits like descriptions for people <laughs> made the big caterpillar thing yeah yeah that'd be lovely oh well i guess my first question is did it meet your expectations it really did it's such an epic experience isn't it i think in about a year or two's time i'm gonna have to sit down and just watch infinity war and endgame together as mm. one um it didn't do exactly what i expected i wasn't expecting the time travel element at all really what did you think they were going to to bring everyone back i thought parallel universes ah clever i thought they were going to do you know rick and morty how morty is not the original morty anymore yes i thought it would be something like that like they discover parallel (laughs) universes so they just get like dr strange from another universe and he come in and be like i'll save this universe now and then that oh. was going to be how I thought they were going to do that. that Time travel, be, I did not expect. That would be really bittersweet, wouldn't it? If they did that, because you'd be like, oh, they all have to go back to their own little places later on. It'd be interesting if a film did that. That's why Rick and Morty's so dark in that, is that Morty has to bury himself. It's yeah. his own dead body, doesn't he? And it's really screwed up. <laughs> Watching through the window, his little grave. Um, yeah. 
that's very true I guess I didn't do what you were expecting so what were the big things you were expecting other than time travel which I think I hinted at many times during our podcast with my what are the rules of this time travel situation oh did you oh I didn't get that at all you were so what? you were too subtle too subtle I was more, it was more for everyone listening so be like she knows about the time travel and he doesn't <laughs> he's so stupid yeah he has um, nothing <laughs> What what did I expect? I did expect one of the original Avengers to die. Um, mm-hmm. I wasn't quite sure which one. It felt right that it was Tony Stark in a yeah. way. We'll go into that when we do plot. Yeah. Um, what did I expect? I expected Scarlet Witch to have done more towards Thanos's eventual death. Mm. And I must say I was slightly disappointed that she didn't. Um, but we'll talk about that as we go along. Um, what else did I expect? I thought they would make more of when, because I had this whole theory in the Infinity, watching Infinity War about why Doctor Strange allows Thanos to take the Time Stone. And then he says to Tony Stark, it's the only way because he's looked at all the millions of possibilities and there's only one possibility where they can win. Mm-hmm. And then he gives him the Time Stone. So I was like, ah, interesting. But, and I think they did weave that in. They did deal with that because they eventually need time travel and stones and shit like that. They need to do it. But I thought they would make a bigger thing of it. I thought they would tie that in in an even bigger way. But they did anyway. So I like to think of it as a bit like Lost, where the writers were like, shit, we've done this and we need to write our way back out of it again, rather than them having planned it. So they just had a moment where Tony Stark's like, is this the one? And he's like, yeah, it is. They're like, whew, okay, let's go. God, you can imagine like that, like the meme that it's always sunny in Philadelphia meme with all the diagrams like, oh, which one is the one? How are we going to find this universe where they can do it? But yeah, did you expect multiple of the originals to die? Um, I thought it was possible, but I, I, my prediction was at least one mm. would. Oh yeah, Black Widow died, didn't she? Shit, yeah. Um, <laughs> that's how that's how it feels in the film. To be fair, it's very like, oops, she died. That's it. No funeral for her. Yeah, I have thoughts on that. Again, we'll get to it. Um, this was the thing. So I'm I, I'm still putting them together as one. It's probably the best of all the Marvel films, in my opinion. I think Infinity War did a better job of making sure that everyone got as much screen time as they needed. You know, I, I talked about it when we did Infinity War, is that I liked how everyone got as much or as little as they needed to. And about how they they used some characters more that were surprised you. Like Gamora was such a focal point of Infinity War. But you wouldn't mm-hmm. have expected that before watching Infinity War. But it needed to be that way. Whereas yeah. Endgame, I think, because there were so many more characters and so much more going on. I felt like the writers struggled a bit more with that. Which is why I felt like Scarlet Witch's death. No, not Scarlet Witch's death. Black Widow's death was a bit out of the blue in a way but the more yeah. I thought about it the more I thought be- the situation they were in it kind of makes sense as well there are I have thoughts <laughs> so originally this is my little, little tidbit on that mm. originally they were going to have it that Hawkeye died in that moment mm. um but then when they watched it back they felt like he was taking something away from Black Widow by doing that because it made the glory and the sacrifice his rather than hers I this is this was my thinking was yeah they were gearing up for Hawkeye dying. They'd set that up. They'd shown how he's gone a little bit loopy. He's lost his family. It's all tragic. La, la, la. Um, 
but in the moment it were in the moment there hawkeye and uh black widow are fighting each other to sacrifice themselves they want that each of them wants to be the one to sacrifice themselves mm. for the greater good and it would it would make sense that it, in a, a real sort of sickly ironic way black widow would win that fight and therefore win by dying yeah and it wouldn't it, yeah it yeah so it was it was kind of good in a way but I, also i would like i feel like they needed to build up to that one a bit more yeah i wonder though because they knew that she's getting her movie if they felt like there would be time to sort of mm. pay more respect to her later, whereas they know, like, for other people like Tony Stark, this is, this is his big hurrah. So they were like, we need to make it more about him. True, true. That would make sense. And Tony Stark is the more integral character, I guess. He's had, <laughs> you know, a trilogy of films. He's turned up in all the other ones. It's the yeah. first one. Yeah. It's like a big end of an era type vibe for him. I, I have mixed feelings on it, but I also do think the film is very, very good. So mm. you know. the whole bit where they all come back and it just like the sheer number of them who are there, they're the ones that you've forgotten about as well, when they're all turning up and doing a stance and stuff. I'm like, oh my God, they're there and they're there and they're there and, ooh, and they are too. And then, and then, and that whole army and that whole army and stuff. And yeah. it's, it was so exciting. And the way like Captain America is like, Avengers, and he goes, assemble. And then they just like, like dive into each other. And um, it was, they, they really knew how to like make, make it euphoric. Yeah. You know? It's oh battle sequence isn't it and I love how it begins with you have that excitement of Captain America with the hammer mm-hmm. yeah. that little moment where he says on your left and then on his left everyone appears it's like the nicest form of backup ever it's mm. it was very, what we we said this when we were watching it, it felt like a big metaphor for the, for the Marvel Universe because like the older Avengers are a bit tired now um, they're a bit you know coming to the end of their their heroic time i guess they're a bit older and they're passing the baton on but the universe will live on because there's all these amazing new brilliant like women and people of different ethnicities and abilities to take over and it feels very fresh and exciting there was very much a sense of that by the end of the film wasn't there that like yeah. tony stark's died natasha black widow has died um thor passes on leadership of asgard to valkyrie um, Captain America passed on his shield to Falcon um, and Bruce Banner is kind of like moulded together with Hulk and has kind of reached the status quo. So they're mm. still in it, but they've all kind of completed their main stories. And there are, there's like, there's now this multitude of other ones that the writers can pull from and kind of move it into phase four, which is what yeah. we're in now. And it's um, the, in terms of a conclusion, it was just, wonderful it was so so good and um yeah maybe it's very hard it, I, I'm glad we had a bit of a gap between watching it and talking about it because the, the hard part I found was that there were some parts of the story that I didn't particularly like mm. but I had to kind of stop myself and think well do I not like it because it's bad storytelling or do I not like it because it's not what I wanted to happen and you have the same problem with say the final season of Game of Thrones yes where, so many people complained about it, but I'm like, you're only complaining because you didn't want Daenerys to be bad. That's that's why. And actually, that was I thought that was a pretty good story element in it. Yeah. 
but it it, it maybe the way they told the story wasn't great but <laughs> yeah i mean i was annoyed more about the yeah the the speed of which they went through it was yes. like a, what's the phrase that she's she's like a, ra- a dangerously rapid velocity <laughs> that's how they like power through that series but yes i agree it is sometimes like it's the same with anything isn't it fans are not really gonna like the ending that they've been built up to because they always are gonna have their own theories and their own ideas of how it like be. hunger games twilight all this stuff yeah they're gonna be like well i didn't like it and then when you ask why it turns out it's because it's not exactly what they wanted to happen line but of duty line of it- duty oh my god line of duty again it was you know it wasn't the work like story-wise wasn't bad it was just delivered quite badly that was all yeah mate <laughs> it was <laughs> <laughs> i don't know i just think everyone's got if you if you have long enough to come up with your own idea and that's the idea that they're, 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 come up come up with your own theories what's going to happen and of course you're going to prefer your own idea we're all very you know self-involved people we can't help it i'm not i'm perfect but you know you might yeah. be yeah you go <laughs> not a thing <laughs> uh, i did know. i did also love how with the time travel and again working with time travel that's so risky like it's such so, a so playing with fire moment to suddenly be like time travel now um but i did like how they use that to then go through what's been happening in the first three phases like you went back to the avengers you went back to thor the dark world you went back to um the 70s and like peggy got involved and um tony met his father and uh and they went back to sort of guardians of the galaxy times and so, that sort of thing they sort of they, it was like a whistle stop tour of everything we've been through um but then and concluded it but then moved it forward a little bit at the same time i think yeah brilliant they storytelling i guess technically it would be a retcon because they've gone back but it, it's also a retcon that doesn't impact any of the story because they <laughs> went back and put the stones exactly where they found them and with captain america going back and sort of secreting himself into the past we never actually see peggy's husband's face so it's safe to assume that he was always gonna find his way back to her precisely and i also love how they put in a little get out clause with the whole because with time travel the, you're playing with fire because it, it it the possibility for plot holes and um fan complaints about how they've undone certain things is just is magnified completely but they put in this that i didn't understand it but it was a whole scene where they're like well, what if, if we go back in time don't we just affect that and hulk is like no because of this this and this okay good let's move on all right yeah because <laughs> the big plot hole is that if they've gone back and taken all the stones and then gone into the future technically the snaps never happened at all but it yeah. still has when they've taken the stones into the future. But uh, they said earlier, no, that's not how it works. So I was like, okay, fine. I'll just go along with that in that case. They're very good at setting out the rules. And I, I like their version of time travel. Apparently the, the writers did consult with, oh my God, who was it? Maybe physicists? Astrophysicists? They actually consulted with some big science-y, science-y people. Those are my terms for them. Oh yeah, the science-y people, the yeah. People to see how time travel could work in this instance and they made sure that it made sense and i really appreciate it because i hate bad time travel like mm. i hate bringing it up but prisoner of azkaban with the little thingy. oh there's that's again that's why play time travel is such a risk is that yeah. there's so many plot holes with that yes and the fact that that technology exists in that world and they only ever use it that one time rather than like to get Voldemort or anything makes no sense to me but that's just that's fine don't worry about it it's all good but in in here they only have enough to do these 
few journeys. The rules are very clear. The parameters are there. They've, they've got jeopardy in that. There's jeopardy because it's like you've got to get it right or you're stuck. And they, they emphasize it when they have to go back again to the 1970s, but they have to then go to a point where both the Tesseract and the PIM particles there because the PIM particles are the only thing they have to get them back again. So they, they've, they've got limitations. Yeah. yeah. I think that's very important. Otherwise it's hectic and doesn't make any sense. And also, like, th there is that plot hole of, like, if you've taken all the stones, then he can't snap. But it's actually, when you think about it, quite a minor thing. Because they bring the stones back, they snap, they reverse it, and it's just done. And so I'm like, well, okay, we could just carry it. Because the rest of the film would still happen as it as that, wouldn't it? They thought Thanos would still chase them back into the future. Thanos would still have a, engage in a big battle with them. That would, regardless of whether the snap happened or not. Mm -hmm. Um one thing that I did find tricky. Um, I really thought you were going to say triggering. And I was like, triggering. What? <laughs> what? <laughs> going back to my past trauma as an Avenger. Um, the, so that the Thanos at the end is not the Thanos that of Infinity War. He's a past Thanos who had the plan to snap, but he hasn't snapped. And so when, most mostly his encounter with Scarlet Witch was probably the only bit where I was felt a bit disappointed and let down by it was because I was like, he screwed up her life completely. Right. And she did have that moment of like, you've taken everything from me like that. But she, that's all she really got with him. And then he's like, I don't know who you are. <laughs> yeah. And I was like, no, I want Scarlet Witch to be, I wanted her to be the one to chop off his head at the beginning, basically. I mean, yeah, if she hadn't been snapped, she 100% would have. Mm. I think they, they kind of cover their bases with that because they do say, who is it? Doctor Strange says to Tony, if I told you the correct answer, then it won't happen because mm. I ruined it. So because Thanos sees his future, because he does, the past Thanos sees it, he sees his head being carved, doesn't he, through the, through the nebula's head thing yeah <laughs> yeah he sees himself so because he's seen that he can't have that future anymore true yes he's dead in both timelines either way um mm. well, he's, not he's dead. doomed <laughs> he's not he's been snapped away hasn't he so he could come back technically yeah that is true that is true Hopefully it just, there was a certain for me there was just a certain lack of catharsis in that the Thanos that Scarlet which meets at the end of Endgame is a Thanos who doesn't know what he's done to her yeah and you I kind of want him to be like oh shit her I've really screwed her up oh god what have I like you, you what I kind of wanted that moment for her I didn't um, know he would anyway because he's such a cold and unfeeling bastard <laughs> he just wants what he yeah, wants that's yeah, true and is you will get more time with Scarlet Witch in WandaVision. That is true. We get more of her. I do like her. I d again, and she was one I felt was a bit underused. Yeah. Me? Do you think that might be because they knew they were going to do dedicate a whole show to her? That's, my That's all right. They've, they've, they've resolved that problem then. <laughs> yeah. They were like, oh, shit. What are we going to do about these women? We're just not giving the time to scream to. So. Yeah. Let's start some plot because otherwise we're going to go. It's it's quite complicated and otherwise we're going to sound like we're going all over the place. <laughs> a bit like the Avengers bouncing free. <laughs> <laughs> so obviously previously Thanos has successfully gained <laughs> previously on the Avengers. I Thanos, 
bit more like the, at the, the beginning of Star Wars. You should do the very dramatic. Yeah. Before we saw Thanos do da da da, will the Avengers be able to stop him? Or it'll be like the prequels ones where you just you read it and you go, so what's going on? Exactly. I, I, <laughs> I feel nothing inside my soul. <laughs> that that made absolutely no sense. Those three paragraphs, but never mind. Um, okay, so Thanos had successfully gained all six Infinity Infinity Stones together. Mm-hmm. He put them in his Infinity Gauntlet. He snapped his fingers and half of all life in the universe disappeared in a fluttering of dust. So sad. Thanos does what everyone does after they've killed half of all life in the universe. And he buggers off to a nice hut in the countryside to live out his peaceful life. It's very Coulson of him, isn't it? <laughs> it's very Coulson. Yeah, it is. Yeah. <laughs> it's what I would do after doing that. I'd be like, I need some time to myself now. Little break. I don't get why he didn't just do like a, a saga cruise or something if he wanted to go into retirement he didn't have to kill off something but never mind um carol danvers captain marvel rescues tony and nebula from the distant planet they got stuck on um and reunites them with the other avengers they all go and tackle thanos they're all really pissed off right now um but they discover that he has destroyed all the stones in order to prevent them from reversing his act they're of course furious and thor chops off his head She's very not in keeping with how he's been taught to behave in these situations. Well, he's traumatised and furious, isn't he? He is very furious, yeah. We also sort of um, get the fact that Tony and Nebula nearly, well, Tony nearly died up there. He was up there for, was it 21 days? 22 days? Yeah, it's like, yeah, it's something like that. They've, they've been up there, yeah. Time to bond anyway. And he's not very well when he comes back to Earth. Mm. I did. This was quite good in that when um, when they killed off loads of people at the end of Infinity War, I did have questions about why they kept certain ones. So I understood why they kept like Tony Stark, Bruce Banner, Thor. Da, 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 like, these are all the originals. They're going to keep them in the story um, and they want to like give them more time. But it was interesting that they kept Nebula. And mm. I was like, hmm, why have they done that? And that is actually very significant in this. Big part of the plot, isn't she? Because she's past nebula is a very different person to current nebula and all of that plays in very interestingly and it helps get gamora back into the story as well and it yeah. sort of explains why thanos ends up chasing after that like past thanos ends up chasing up and stuff like that so yeah when when they were gonna when they're killing off like peter quill peter parker la 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 um doctor strange but they kept nebula i was like hmm why have they done that that's very interesting so i was glad they explained that and then, five years later. So did you expect that? Did you expect that? Because when I went to cinema to see this, it was a press screening, to be fair, but it was also fans that everyone lost their shit when that came up on the screen. It was like, oh, no! <laughs> no, I didn't expect it at all. But it was, it's, it's, it's important that five years have passed. It is. It it's really very... is. You know what I find really sad? Like, Captain America's and his little, like, help groups support groups people we've been like you know left behind they've lost loved ones in the snap he's like you gotta move on you gotta find love again it's like their people are gonna come back at the end of this film and they're gonna have moved on <laughs> it's gonna be so sad stop telling people to move on like, in hindsight was that the best advice in the world <laughs> no all of us can jump through time and change the past but it's good you see the long-term effects of it like where, so Scott Lang manages to get out of the quantum realm because he got stuck there at the end of Ant-Man and the Wasp and because all the Pims got snapped. 
Um, and he's then wandering around and you see how so many houses are now empty, things are overgrown. There's just there's just less people. And it did make me sit there thinking, what what would happen if half if like three billion people just disappeared and were gone? Um like what would happen to the economy what would happen to the housing market that's just my thinking it's like well, what about the economy <laughs> you know, like, into someone's house it would be bigger than mine <laughs> and how like my question and obviously they don't have time to answer this but how random is it like is it literally like three million people spread evenly over the world or did all of india go and that was one billion of the people and then the other two two billion are spread out like random like every because if you look at like parts of families are split up and mm. but then if it's if it's totally random let's say you picked three billion names out of a hat there is still a chance you could pick out all of one country you could yeah you could that would be interesting so got, bearing in mind the population of iceland is three hundred thousand, all of iceland could have gone i mean i would love it if iceland stayed in like another country that was slightly worse than iceland disappeared not saying any, not naming any names. I'm just saying there's some countries people could do about, you know. <laughs> yeah, there is, there is, yes, yes. Not naming any countries because we don't no. want to start a war or anything. But yeah, no. <laughs> I think I agree. Going back to the Scott popping out though, like there's a few things that I think are interesting here. So number one, the rat that lets him out is called the Savior Rat because it saves the world. He's like a key part of the Doctor Strange vision because, because- if that. Yeah, we'll get into it. They need Scott to come out the quantum realm. Yeah. A rat's very important. I hope I, some people think that the rat is Loki in disguise. Uh, in, ooh, Wouldn't that interesting. be interesting? Very weird for him to know to do that, but it, w- it would be cool if he did. And the other little bit is that Scott's normally such a comedic, funny character. Like his films are such a joy to watch. You never feel like a little bit, you don't feel really sad when you watch those films. So seeing this through his eyes makes it feel more impactful I feel like when he's running around checking these huge not graves I guess but like gravestones for his memorials daughter. memorials better looking for his daughter's name and you think he's going to find it don't you when you're watching that you're like hearts in your chest and then he just sees his own name and he runs to see her and she's just so much she's like a grown-up girl like from the little tiny girl we knew she's so grown up and it just sort of hammers home how much happened here and how much he's lost even if he gets everyone back he's still lost those key years in his daughter's life it's so sad that 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 scene with the memorials yeah that really i think that made it immediately something you could identify with because we have memorials like that for wars and for attempted attempts at genocide that have happened throughout human history and yeah there's there's a sense of like they've managed to survive something and now they're trying to find out who else has managed to survive? Where's their family? The immediate thought is obviously their family and, and stuff. And it, for him, it's his child. And then he's missed out five years of her life. And yeah, it, there's a real, the, the whole sort of first hour is quite melancholy, understandably so. Um, it picks up when he gets there and he's like, hi, do you remember me? We fought once at this place. And it's, sort of, you get the human back in, but it is dark. Like you, you missed out probably intentionally. So apologies, but Hawkeye's, intro oh, gosh yeah yeah sorry i did forget about that yeah Poor old Hawker. but it is a really good way to remind everyone and throw them back into what's happened because it does it from a different perspective we saw it from the avengers the middle of war this is like i know he's a he's an avenger technically if he's good at well, he's good with an arrow we'll give him that but he's with his family it's very normal day-to-day life and 
it's kind of creepy because as they disappear, you also hear like the bird song gets quieter and quieter in the background as well. Because the bird, oh, of course, yeah, it's just very chilling. So it sort of shows what it would have been like for ordinary people in that moment. They, yeah, it is, and it, we've had snippets of that already because you had the sort of put the mid-credit sequence in Ant-Man and the Wasp where Scott's stuck in the quantum realm and then all the pims disappear so he's left in there um and uh there's a little bit of it in captain marvel as well not as much but a little bit but yeah you're right it shows it from the bystanders point of view in that they would have had no idea that this was about to happen and all of a sudden your whole family just gone Um, yeah and it's nice that you see the logistics of it as well like scott's stuff is all in that little storage units they're just storing people's shit in boxes in case they come back i guess because what else would they do with it i guess yeah yeah and the little security <laughs> like, there's a person in my box <laughs> waving a little hand at me but yeah those were the little points i wanted to raise there you may continue i'm so sorry no 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 that's that's a good <laughs> point and i think it also is with um the first hour being a little bit slower and a yeah. little bit more melancholy it's it's noticeably feels more of a finale because um, it dispenses with the structure of most of the films. Usually there's an opening action sequence to kind of get the, get you back into it and stuff, but you can't do that. That would just be tasteless here. I guess you've got like them killing Thanos, but it's not really, they just confront him and then Thanos just lets them kill him, really. I, I think actually your use of the word genocide a, a few minutes ago is interesting because you don't really think about it from that perspective. You just think, oh, the snap, whoa, but then... When you think about it, it is like it is it's genocide. They've wiped out all these people, the grief and the loss and like you know, the loneliness people would be feeling that have been left behind. Mm. I don't know, I don't really know what people feel when they've been snapped. I, I assume they sort of disappear for a minute and come back, but mm-hmm. <laughs> it's, I suppose it, it it made me feel it's almost a shame that a lot of the TV series didn't incorporate it into their storylines because it would have probably been a bit overwhelming if it had, like, I think a lot of fans of Marvel would have been like, Oh God's sake. Like we know, we know, like everyone's not like get over it, but there would have been opportunity to explore other things. Like thinking of myself as a teacher, let's say I survive, but half my pupils and loads of my colleagues will go. What does the school do? Like what that, that like little things like that. What does the hospital do? Um, when most of the doctors are all gone. Um, what does what do what do the governments do when most world leaders are suddenly gone? Um, I wonder if maybe they didn't do that because they didn't want to negate the effect of this film. But it would have been nice to have a few like spin-offs. Like, I don't. What's it called? There's a there's a there's a series like uh, a webisode. Designated Survivor? No, there's something like that. It's called something like that with Keith Sutherland, and he Designated Survivor. Yeah, 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 yeah. I never watched it, but yeah, he steps into the role of like you know president because the only one left pretty much and it's it's kind of an interesting idea that like you could play play some bits like that like how does the hospital work do they just close them down and move everyone to one hospital and if so how does that impact people in different towns um but i guess they they still explore it as far as they possibly can they managed to get quite a lot into what they is do. essentially a five and a half hour film so yeah yeah and it feels like a big hefty chapter it doesn't like i like the support groups i like that you see natasha has just sort of let she's just eating peanut butter sandwiches she let her i love it that her hair 
has grown out and her hair is that really false red colour in the roots, but her tips are blonde. Well, the hairdressers have all gone. She can't get her hair done. So she's she's grown it all out and you you just kind of get this vibe that she's hanging on just because this is all she's got. Like, these are her family. Mm. What? And even in the mid-credit sequence in Captain Marvel, you see a brokenness amongst mm. um amongst them they're, they're they're just so despondent they're looking at numbers just plummeting of populations and stuff and yeah. um and yeah you get a sense of this this is this is like a big deal this isn't just a little cliffhanger ending this is this is a real big deal and i think it just shows what good storytelling it is really yeah look at how much we had to say about just the opening half hour or whatever it is well exactly yeah we, what, what are we half an hour into the film now yeah <laughs> um let's see who what else is happening so ant-man escapes the quantum realm um tony and pepper Potts have gone away into the woods and they have a daughter together as yep. well which i love and i love their house they have they, they have a really little idyllic lifestyle over there don't they they do and it gives him so much that he you know again like so much jeopardy because he doesn't want to lose what he's got that that is it when when they discover a way to do it he's like i don't want to because he could end up losing he's finally found sort of peace in a weird way so he could end up losing that um yeah yeah uh bruce banner and hulk have finally molded into one and reached a bit of a status quo with each other and he's now a big Bruce Banner, big green Bruce Banner. Professor Hulk for reporting for duty. Yeah. He's loving his life as a little minor celebrity. I was a bit like, oh, this is happening now. Okay. We never saw that, but fine. <laughs> but in sense, again, did you see how they've all been spending those five years? It's interesting to see certain people have moved on. Certain people have stuck in the past. And I feel like Natasha and... Uh, oh my god, I can't remember catching it. Steve, Scott, Steve, Steve, Captain America. Yeah, I was gonna say yeah. Chris Evans, and you know, where your head just gets stuck. It's like Chris Evans, yeah. <laughs> um, so <laughs> they're sort of stuck in the past, they're living the same existence that they they're treading the same footprints that they've always trodden. Whereas Hulk's gone on this journey, clearly, mm. and uh, Thor's gone on a journey as well. It's an interesting one, but he has. You know, you can see that they've both been making different ways to process things. Thor has gone into total despondency and gained weight, which was treated as a bit of a joke. Not sure how I feel about that. But I do quite like that he doesn't lose the weight. Well, I thought that was good that he doesn't lose the weight. And I think they they were talking about how he's always been this sort of male pinup, I guess. But I was thinking if he was a female character who gained all that weight, it would be a different story it's true yeah um but it is like i said it is good that he you, you almost expect him to then find himself again and as a result his whole body would change back to you know that impossible thing that he used to have but it doesn't they don't have a moment like that he kind of stays a little bit older a little bit haggard a little bit damaged as a result of what he went through um been through and a I, lot well but he lost his entire family pretty much he's lost almost his, his planet's been destroyed a i thought of... all the asgardians have been killed i didn't realize there were still some alive so yeah, yeah so that's quite lucky so and he's also beheaded someone so he's got that guilt sitting in him as well so i could see 
that they wanted to show a physical transformation almost. Yeah, yeah. And it gives him a more human quality to that and that he's not like this impossible God figure. Actually, he is still, he's mortal. His body changes, he ages. Like, yeah. it's, yeah. He's human. He is human in a weird way. Mm. Um, so Scott Lang reveals that although he was in the quantum realm for five years, for him, it only felt like five hours. Mm. So therefore the quantum realm can theoretically give them the power to time travel. So they can theoretically travel back in time and undo Thanos' actions. Woo! And they explain the science. They explain the science. And essentially, I don't I don't know if it makes sense, but it's basically them being like, you know what? Just go with it. Okay. <laughs> to the audience. Yeah. And they explain it's not like Back to the Future. It's better than that. It's better. Yeah, exactly. And um, it made me think of, there's a bit in... Uh, the the second Austin Powers film because that obviously involves time travel and Austin Powers says to Basil Michael York he's like but what if I go back in time and do this and this and this and this and oh my god my brain's gone cross-eyed and Michael York says to him I suggest you just have fun with it and go with the flow and then he turns to the camera and goes and that goes for the same with you at home too (laughs) (laughs) and they're like yes and smile at the camera (laughs) and I thought that was so funny (laughs) that was very good yeah I agree actually and that is what we're doing here. We are having fun. Like there are dark bits, like when um Hawkeye does the test run. That's not exactly fun. He goes and watches his family disappear all over again. Uh, yes. He comes out of that pretty well, actually, considering that maybe it reminds him what he's got to fight for. So it gives him a renewed sense of purpose. I think I think he's gone so far with his mental damage that I think he can't go much further, really. Like when we first see him, he's just murdering people as a vigilante and it, it comes across like he's he's killing others in a very um, non-discriminatory way. He's just like, you look bad. You look bad. And you can tell he's so bad now because he's got a mohawk. I know, a very outdated looking mohawk, I must admit. Just a bit, I don't like to be age shaming, but I do think he's a little bit too old for a mohawk. Yeah, it doesn't quite suit him, does it? He's, no, yeah. he's just a little too old. Um, more grown up hairdo for him, I think. Yeah, and I mean, did he really need the mohawk? Couldn't he have just looked a bit more haggard well, and damaged or something? It's just, it's too cool looking. It's, it's a very a, midlife crisis. Hawkeye like, has, there's like another character that he turns into called Ronan, who's more of a Gianchi. So it's a tribute to that comic book character. Oh, However, I, I don't like the look of it. No, no, do I? I feel <laughs> like he needed a leather jacket and a Porsche instead, didn't he? Yeah, that was exactly it. It was like, oh, what are you compensating for? I mean, I know what you're compensating, that your family being all dead and everything, but still, it's yeah. not. <laughs> yeah. Um, uh, so they all, they gather all the Avengers together. Tony takes some persuasion, naturally, because he doesn't want to ruin the life that he has. Um, well, one thing, isn't it? He's like, as long as we don't make it so this never happened, which is that does become true <laughs> he doesn't lose what he's got but he is lost from it he is yeah that's the yeah the added sadness of it um but you know that's what happens when you try to save the universe clearly i like the way you say it like you've done it a million times and it's, yeah they, they, <laughs> the, the agreement is they're not going to undo the snap they're going to stop they're going to like get the stones because the stones have been destroyed they need the stones and they're in the past now so they need to go into the past then they can re-snap and then they can re-snap, exactly. Um, so the plan is Tony, Captain America, Bruce and Scott 
they all go to New York City in 2012 when it's being attacked by the big caterpillar whale things. Mm-hmm. Yeah, good times. Um, and which is the events of the first Avengers movie. Um, Bruce goes to see Tilda Swinton about the times, goes to see a woman about a dog, goes to see Tilda Swinton about the time stone. Yeah. In the same era. In the same era, because she's there. That's fine. Um, and that's interesting too, because you get to see her in that fight. Kind of forget that other superheroes would have been around. We just didn't know about them at that time. Yeah. So like, it, it stands okay. to reason, doesn't it? Yeah. Yeah. She is naturally like, I'm not giving you the time stone. And then he's like, yeah, but like Thanos is going to kill everyone. And she's like, oh shit. Yeah. Okay. Um, well, so she's she, like, she can't see past a certain point. Cause obviously she can't see past where she dies. Of course. Yes. That makes sense. Yeah. But when he says Dr. Strange gave it, gave up the stone, she's like, oh yeah. Okay. I trust, I trust it. Which maybe is why Doctor Strange has to give up the stone is so that she trusts Bruce Banner enough to then give him the time stone herself. But she gives it to him with the quid pro quo that they will then return the stones back to their points in time afterwards. Otherwise, everything's going to get screwed up. It's still chaos, isn't it? It would be chaos, yeah. Um, So yeah, he's successful in that one. One down, five to go. Lovely. (laughs) Um, Captain America goes after the Mind Stone, which was in Loki's staff. Yes. Hence he had the mind control. But then that and then it gets into the hands of Hydra. That's right, yes. Um, and he succeeds in that by fighting himself. Which is cool because one, because it's funny and you get to see his butt and they make all those little jokes about his butt. But two, um, because he's kind of confronted with what square he was almost and how much he's grown as a person since then and maybe that's what persuades him it's time to retire later yeah possibly yeah and he's yeah it's yeah confronting his past very much so yeah he was a square wasn't he he? yeah but now he's not now he's kind of cool it was the events of civil war that really changed him that was his turning point because he realized that oh not everyone is good and bad. There are shades of grey and a spectrum of morality and stuff. And yeah, that's yeah. when he grew his beard. So you knew that he changed. Yeah, that little beard made all the difference, didn't it? It did, yeah. Changed everything. That's why I grew a beard, is because I realised that humanity is bad sometimes. I should grow one too. You should, yeah. <laughs> <laughs> um, and then Tony and Scott go after the Space Stone, which is the Tesseract. Mm. or it was in the Tesseract at least Tony and Scott do not manage to get the Space Stone they fail quite spectacularly to be honest don't they (laughs) they do fail quite spectacularly (laughs) so time and mind they got two down four to go but Space Stone they fail miserably and Loki who has been arrested as at the end of the first Avengers film he escapes with the Space Stone hence why there's a TV series called Loki I assume (laughs) well yeah I mean because you do sit there when they announce all these stuff is coming you're like but what? <laughs> That's why I thought multiple parallel universes. I was like, well, it's not the original Loki. It's a parallel Loki. Elsewhere, though, we have Nebula with Rocket, right? So, Nebula, Nebula and Rhodes. Rhodes, yes. They go to get the Power Stone um, before Peter Quill takes it at the start of Guardians of the Galaxy Volume 1. And isn't they it just fun? kind of knock him out and take it. <laughs> 
kind of fun seeing him do his little dance without um without the music in his head because we saw it in a very cool way in Guardians and in this version it's just like him going sort of kicking around and and it's funny that Nebula's watching him being like what the hell (laughs) idiot (laughs) but I also like that a I do like that Peter Quill isn't given too much because he let's remind ourselves of the fact that he ruined everything in Infinity War. Literally everything. But to be fair, if he hadn't, then he would never, they'd never have brought back Gamora. But if he hadn't, then they would have just got the glove off Thanos and killed him. Yes. So they wouldn't even be here if it wasn't for him. I agree. I think he's a complete twat for doing that. (laughs) I was just saying, if he hadn't, Gamora would have stayed dead and we would never have seen her again. Exactly, exactly. Um, what was that? Thor and Rocket go to get reality. So yeah, they get the power stone. That's three down, three to go. Thor and Rocket go to get the reality stone, which mm-hmm. is in Asgard inside Jane, because she touched that big rock yes. thing. Yes, very well touched. <laughs> yes. <laughs> Can't remember what it's called, but yeah. Um, they get it. So four down, two to go. Um, plus Thor gets a nice moment with his dead mum. Who recognises him as himself and realises probably what this means for her because she's very chill about it. Well, she's Rene Russo, so she's, she's you know, she's, she's good with like, things. Well, she knows things. Yeah. They have such a nice chat, actually. It's really lovely. and I think It's lovely. really sweet. And it, I think it seems to help with his process of yeah. uh, processing his trauma. And he yeah. also gets the old hammer back. He does. He does. He does get his old hammer back. That's probably why it was missing when late, earlier on in those films because he had it. Yeah, but it got destroyed, didn't it? Yeah. Yeah. But, but it would it would have had to have not been there, right? Also, he, he's reminded of his love for Natalie Portman, I feel. He is. And she gets like a tiny, tiny cameo. Yes, that was an outtake, apparently, from Dark World. But she oh. re-recorded the video. Oh, right. So she didn't, feel, she didn't come back to film any new things. I do. I was a bit like, Natalie Portman, you just got her to like be in the backgrounds? Come on. She's like, I refuse to come back unless I get to hold that hammer. That's my theory anyway. <laughs> this is Academy Award winner Natalie Portman. Come on. Oh, yes. We'll go on to the Soul Stone in a sec. But they, so Tony and Captain America, they decide that they need to go even further back in time to get the Space Stone. But because they need to get back from there, they need pin particles. So they go to a place where the Space Stone and the pin particles are together. And that is this army camp in like 1970, whatever. Yeah. Um, and Tony encounters his father there and its older father, not Dominic Cooper father, other father. A bit of foreshadowing for his death there, I feel. And OG Jarvis. And OG Jarvis, yes, yes, uh, from Agent Carter, the series. Um, and Peggy is there. Peggy. And she and she senses him. She senses him through the frosted glass. I know she knows he's there. Their love spans so much, even though. At the time, it was kind of just based on mutual lust, I would have said. But it's fine. I it like spans, it. it spans time. It spans space. It spans age. It spans frosted glass. All the four yeah. elements. <laughs> I like I'm kind of glad it all works out for them in the end. Exactly. And they have a little adventure there. And they succeed in getting the space stone. And they go back to the present or the future. The future <laughs> slash present now. I don't know. <laughs> Let's call it the now. The now. The now. <laughs> so five down, one to go. This is the dramatic one. So Black Widow and Hawkeye, what a pairing <laughs> for the Soul Stone. And they 
um they obviously go through the same process that Thanos and Gamora went through they meet Red Skull he's like you have to sacrifice yourself in order to get it um and then they then fight over who gets to they both want to sacrifice themselves so they fight Mm. over it and Black Widow ultimately wins the fight because she's Black Widow but then of course she dies as a result it's very dramatic that you never know who's going to fall till very last second really because they're just both so like on it with all their gadgets exactly and like we said before i was thinking well hawkeye they've set it up but how can they possibly have natasha lose she's too mm. good he is he's just got good. arrows <laughs> and i get why they did it this way because it would have been marching of him it would have been yeah and i would have I would have felt nothing for it, quite frankly. Yeah, I'd be like, oh no, another bad haircut bites the dust. I know, yeah. <laughs> there goes Natasha- his Mohican. Oh. Natasha going was actually really, really sad because she's the first woman of Marvel. And of course, she her dying in that way means that she will not come back because the yeah. snap will only reverse people who got snapped. It's true. It's very, and it's horrible because you see her like gone. The Does same it, with Gamora. You're like, stop killing off all these amazing women. I don't understand. But so it's her, Gamora, and Vision are the ones who just can't come back because they didn't die in that way. They died yeah. in, you know, more legitimate circumstances. Legitimate in inverted commas. Vision um, doesn't even get a little cameo back in this one. No, he doesn't. No, I was, yeah, horrified by that. Poor Scott. <laughs> Poor Wanda, honestly. However, bad things have been happening throughout all of this because Nebula's technology has linked her to her past self in a way. Um, And her past self is obviously evil and is with Thanos. Dum, dum, dum. It's true. Like they shouldn't have sent her back to that timeline. Yeah, but they need all, they they were, to be fair, actually, no, no, hang on. Yeah. Why (laughs) did they do this with Nebula? Because they, obviously plot point, they need Thanos to come back in and Nebula's the link. But, Okoye wasn't snapped. Um, and I trusted her with my life. I would have sent her. I would send her to all of them. Yeah. <laughs> Just her. Don't worry about anyone else. Literally her. Um, yeah. Carol wasn't snapped. But she went off. Didn't she? She went off somewhere. She went off to like help other planets. Yeah, she, yours it. is the only planet that's having problems. Bye, guys. And you're like, oh, all right. But they but, could have summoned her again and been like, look, we got a plan to like help all the planets. And they didn't. Like, and she yeah. had, he probably would have killed Thanos in the past and done some sort of <laughs> problematic wipeout, maybe. I don't know. Yeah, it, maybe. Maybe, yeah, Okoye would be a bit of a loose cannon, I suppose, wouldn't she? Well, Nebula's not exactly the, the sort of firmest cannon. I don't know. <laughs> it's a good point, yeah. <laughs> <laughs> Neither's Thor, is it, is it evidently? No. These cannons should not have been like sent out there, but they were. No, so yeah, so anyway, um, good nebula is linked to bad nebula, and bad nebula is with Thanos and also bad Gamora before Gamora converted. And this so, is why converted. <gasps> exactly. Yeah. And why she always trusts Nebula, maybe, even though possibly. So this all happens, but out of sight during Guardians of the Galaxy. Yeah. Oh interesting <laughs> isn't time travel so risky in storytelling it really is you're like oh careful, <laughs> careful. you're spilling um, yeah um so thanos manages to capture good nebula and replace her with bad nebula 
um, and Bad Nebula then goes back with all the Avengers into the now, or 2023 it's set in, isn't it? It's 2023. Yeah. With all six Infinity Stones. They put all the stones into the gauntlet, and it's Bruce who does the snap because he's so like strong and powerful he can handle it, basically. And and everyone comes back. Well, it's suggested that everyone comes back because they see like a tree or something. Yes. There's a there's a tree with some sun, and it's like ah the bird or something on the tree, but yeah, there were birds. There were more birds, basically. Maybe that's the bird song. You said about the bird song getting quieter. Maybe the bird song got louder. Yeah. I mean, what's it being a tree? Because there were trees. Well, I guess the tree could have reappeared. Maybe plants were also wiped out. Maybe. Maybe trees went too, yeah. Didn't explore that one, did they? They didn't, know. Mm. Oh, fish. Um, but however, Bad Nebula, it can help Thanos and his armies to come through time and attack. And that includes all the big armies it includes this ebony moor guy it includes the big caterpillar whales snaky eel things um everyone it is crazy as well because the battlefield like when you look back at it now like, i'd kind of because i hadn't watched it for a while when we re-watched it together i in my head had it as this big battle taking place on another planet and i just forgot it's because they completely just wiped out the avengers base and it looks like another planet because the skies are so dark and everything's so horrible looking it is very final boss battle in that that you know yeah. it just has wiped out this whole area and now and it just the whole color scheme changes as well it goes from like <laughs> light green and stuff to just like dark purple that little tree and the little bird came back and they were just wiped out immediately <laughs> that bird's like yay i'm alive oh no <laughs> Oh, horrible and there's so much drama going on in the base because you've got like the people trapped under the rising water and hawkeye trying to be all clever but failing massively as always and i don't know scott saves the day which is why they're, they're basically all panicking because they're all like oh shit like thanos is here ah and yeah. it's, it's just so it's it's a real it's a bit of a mind bender here because this is a thanos who hasn't actually snapped he hasn't got any stones before he had the plan to but he never did but now all the stones they've they've now assembled all the stones to stop him but now they're all in one place he's here and it's like oh no <laughs> and also they've made him worse because now he's like oh you guys wouldn't let it go so now i'm just gonna I'm just gonna kill 100 percent human yeah he's just gonna kill them all now yeah everyone dies so yeah oh he ruined it he likes order way too much for this sort of behavior so like this is this is where the total euphoria and catharsis comes in here. So his armies all assemble, is fighting, but he's just too powerful. His armies are too big. What will they do? But of <gasps> course, we are all sitting here like, but you've just reversed the snap. Where is everyone? Mm-hmm. So uh, Captain America stands up. He's like, it's all very sort of final moment. You know, I will stand until I die. La la la. And then a falcon's voice comes through his little radio and he says on your left and all the portals start opening and they're mm-hmm. all coming through and it's lit- literally there were people that i'd forgotten about like it was <laughs> there are a lot of people there are a lot of people wait, so, wait, wait the... were, you, were you shocked when he picked up the hammer oh my god yes so um yeah but uh captain america can pick up the hammer because it's someone who's worthy i'd forgotten about that too that was like that was. I'm only picking it up again because when I was in the cinema, everyone like lo- again was just like, <laughs> when that happened, it was such a big moment because they were yeah. all like, you 
if it is, you just see the hand pick it up, the hammer's, you know, who? And then it's Steve, and you're like, of course it's Steve. He's so noble. Why would he not pick up the hammer? How has he not done it yet? Yeah, he's done it the whole time. I can't believe the other guy's got it. He's such a bloody goody two-shoes. Of course he would, yeah. (laughs) Yeah, so that's a quite big moment. But now, you may continue. The portals, Doctor Strange is letting everyone in. So, yeah, like, um, so um, we see, I think the first one, see a Black Panther, Okoye, and Shuri. Yes. Who come through. Um, It's Chadwick's last outing as... Black Panther, like a live action outing as Black Panther anyway. It is, yeah. There's a bittersweetness to that. And I it, I guess he was ill whilst filming this, I, I would assume. I don't really know. I, I don't know the really... time frame of it, yeah. yeah. I just know it's very sad because he meant such a lot to so many people. And watching it back now, knowing that, you're like, oh, it was a really lovely moment to see him and now he's gone. So Yeah, yeah. But at least he got to be in that. I think yeah. it, it's good that he could conclude that, help conclude it, because because he also then comes with all, all the armies of Wakanda, because what, you need them. Like, yeah, and they do an amazing job. They're just everywhere. They're everywhere. <laughs> so There's friggin' loads of them. There's Valkyrie, and the armies of Asgard are all there. That's great, too. She's got a Pegasus now. She has got a Pegasus. I'd love a Pegasus. Wouldn't you love a Pegasus? Love a Pegasus. I don't know where you get them, but I would get one. Some kind of lab somewhere, dodgy lab. Um, <laughs> Doctor Strange, Wong, and all his wizardy people are all there. Yeah, they're pretty um, good. Everyone's got a unique skill set. It's like a really good D&D battle, this. And they, which means they can all come out the portal and do something where you're like, yeah, it's them. And they're doing their little, like, uh, branded thing. Yeah, they're all the trademark. Something. That's the word. Like, their trademark thing. Scarlet um, Witch. Yep. Scarlet Witch is there. Peter Parker is there. Um, Pepper Potts is there in her own suit that threw me completely I was like yes <laughs> I, know, I was like Pepper should you not be looking after your like just go home they can't, it reminds me of when people oh, what was it Lupin and Tonks in Harry Potter I'm like you, one of you should stay home mm. one of you should stay home you have a child at home <laughs> true but then as long as she's back in time for the babysitter then it's okay more like in case they die yeah but She's also got to be back in time for the babysitter, you know. I'd be happy, and I think he'd be fine. Where is he? He could have rocked up in a suit. Um, Hope Van Dyme is there. I love Hope. Um, the, all the Guardians of the Galaxy that Peter Quill is there. Yeah, yeah he is there, causing um, chaos. Falcon is there. Bucky Barnes is there. Carol Danvers turns up eventually. <laughs> She doesn't come through a loop, but she does pop up just to save the day at the end. She does, yeah. And her entrance is pretty good because they're like, it's something coming from space. And even even I was like, who else is there? Oh, it's her, yes. <laughs> I would have I would have liked to have seen that Samuel Jackson just like getting involved, firing a gun, you know? Yeah, Maria Hill or something. Or sexy Aunt May. That would have been cool. She just has to like hit someone on the head and go, oh, like that. She could have had a suit. If Pepper can have a suit, she can have a suit. Precisely, precisely. But yeah, they're all there. It's such an immense moment. They directed it, did it, timed it so well. Um, and there's a big F in battle, basically. And can you guess which bit of the battle annoyed men watching? Oh, yes, I bet I can. So there's a bit where, who is it? Is it, is it who picks up the gauntlet? Is it Carol who picks up the gauntlet or Scarlet Witch or someone? One of, one of the women picks it up. And they're like, oh, they're on their own. And they're like, no, they're not. 
they've got an army with them and it's all the female characters all come together and yeah it, yeah and they, they have a little sort of what well, i mean to be fair we talked about this after we watched it it felt a bit hollow it does it feels a bit pandering but it is also very cool because you're like because i think also because we've lost um scarlett johansson mm. and we've lost gamora in a way it's nice mm. to be to the fact that there are all these incredible women holding up the universe still and it, it draws attention to the number of female characters that they've now got in there I suppose yeah. yeah and Hope is like I know we talk about Captain Marvel being the first proper Marvel but she's the first Hope is the first named Marvel superhero female in a film I know she shares it with man but as in her name is in the title yeah oh uh, of course yeah that is quite cool it's nice that she sort of she's so cocky when she walks up she's got a very big, big strut going on it is really but she is that's her character though is that she's actually more capable than scott is we talked about how ant-man and the wasp should really be the wasp and ant-man yeah and we saw that in this because like she picks him up and flies him to the van so they can fix it up and oh what else does she do she starts calling captain america cap which is quite funny because in his film she's like why are you calling him cap and he's like that's what his friends call him ah okay i quite like i just like that she's there the, um, the people who made the film said that they included the scene as an afterthought because they took a picture of all the female superiors. Like, just hang on, let me find it. I made a note. Evangeline Lilly connected with her fellow empowered actresses like Chester Thompson, Brie Larson, Zoe Saldana, and others at like an like a like on offset, like behind the scenes. They were all bonding. So because of this, Craig Kyle, I think, helped make it. Tried to capture the moment for his daughter back home, and asked if they could have a group photo. And that photo is what made them all decide to do this, this idea. I think it is really cool. And it was really, um, it was it was a really like enlivening moment um, as we're, we both identify as feminists. I mean, you know, we want to see more female superheroes um, or more females doing what are traditionally male roles. Um, but I think the, my, the problem we had with it was that it only lasts about 30 seconds and it doesn't actually do anything to the story they don't they actually lose quite badly when they try to do it it doesn't make doesn't make a great shout for those guys it would be interesting to see an all-female avengers plus one token male kind of like they did for the original avengers films i know everyone would be upset just one man why oh just one black widow why not Um, yeah why not why not have like majority women or something yeah it's it'd be interesting because they have got a real good mix of powers as we saw the way they were all working together was very interesting so and a different mix very good mix of personalities and stuff as well it just yeah. it would have been i think it would have felt less tokenistic if what they did actually had an effect on the outcome of the battle um otherwise because it, it felt very it did feel like an afterthought i think mm. um but it was it was fun it was fun seeing the, num- the sheer number of them. And I think it was a good little reminder of how many they have now added in, how many they can use. Um, I know a lot of people were hoping for a romance between Valkyrie and Captain Marvel. Oh, really? Well, they could yeah. still do it. <laughs> they could still do it. But I know that they included a little nod because in the comics, Captain Marvel's with Rhodes. Okay. They did a tiny, very subtle nod to that in the film where I think she just tells them to be careful. Mm. take care you know that's how I talk to people I love I'm like <laughs> I know, yeah <laughs> I, mean, I, I, I say that to lots of people 
random people be careful you know but that their little nod so hopefully that's not too much of a nod that they could not do mm. they could still do i'd love to see valkyrie with captain marvel that'd be really fun yeah yeah definitely yeah that would be cool yeah why not yeah. we'll write yeah. them we know why won't. although disney have been connected to this don't say gay bill in florida at the moment so i don't know how they'll be mm, there's a bit mm. of problematicness around that one they're, they're always known for being like, oh, we included an LGBTQ moment. You're like, really? Where? And if you look really hard with your eyes at this in the background and you if sort of... you freeze frame and if freeze framed and zoom in, you can yeah. see two men dancing with each other and you're like, whoa, progressive, steady on now. Dancing. Yeah. Like even strictly has gone further than Disney. Exactly. Yeah. There <laughs> were some like, I, I felt like they there were a few characters they needed to use. Like I I, I did feel dissatisfied with Scarlet Witch's role in the battle, you and said. I feel like I I, <laughs> I did say, and I'm going to say it again. I feel you like said. she deserved much more. <laughs> she deserved more. I agree. I love Scarlet Witch. But you know who else I felt was left out a bit was Mantis, because in Infinity War she's quite important in that she keeps Thanos like distracted with her like empathy powers and stuff. And in this battle, you, it's it was kind of obvious to me that she's just standing in the background like her, but she can't really do anything other than do things but with her antennas. I guess to be fair to her, like her skill set is better for like stealth covert operations rather than full on battle. Maybe just one flashy moment where she just like puts her antennas and someone they go and they'd like faint, faint or something she like runs away like just something like that i guess so i guess in their eyes she's like less beloved as a character than some of the others because she's quite new she's a sequel introduced character not like an og yeah yeah maybe that's why and there's so many people there like it, you know otherwise it would have been a good three and a half hours let's face it but i still would have watched it week-long film and yeah. it, even then probably wouldn't have everyone in it Anyway, fighty, fighty, fight, fight, fight. Mm-hmm. Um, and the Avengers win when Tony manages to get the gauntlet on. He snaps his fingers to get rid of the to get rid of Thanos and his armies from the whole universe. But of course, the power of the gauntlet is too much and he dies. I mean, I feel like I feel like that was a very flat way to describe what happened there, but yeah, that is what happened. That's what happened. I <laughs> God, you describe it then. Okay. Tony picks up the gauntlet and he knows in his heart if he does this he will die and he won't be able to see his daughter grow up and he looks to Doctor Strange and Doctor Strange does a little nod and he knows then it he has to do it and so he clicks his fingers and he's when well, he says I am Iron Man rather than I am Tony he's reclaiming his status as the hero and he clicks his fingers knowing that he will perish and then he slowly his life force ebbs away and he is confronted with Peter Parker, the boy he loved, the child he, the other child, the one that inspired him to fight in the first place, really. And his wife, partner, they don't marry, his partner, Pepper Potts. They might have done in the five years. They might have done. They might have just done a sort of, you know. You're doing well, though. Keep going. <laughs> and Pepper Potts. And like while Peter Parker's sobbing and being like, oh, you know, please don't die. Uh, she realizes that what he needs is to know that they're all going to be okay without him and that he can rest and she tells him this and holds his hand and he slowly passes that was better well done it's heartbreaking 
<laughs> if any 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 moment of drama like that, I'm just going to ask you to do it now because you're better at this than me. <laughs> I felt too much. I was really devastated when that happened. I cried even watching it with you many times now in memes and films. It is very sad. Yes, we miss you. yeah, because it's sort of the ultimate marker of the end of the phase, isn't it? And the end of a very like the end of sort of an era because he started it with mm. Iron Man one. So um, it's, yeah, it's not just the death of the characters, the death of like this era and then yeah. moving forward into new ones after that. And I do think for all his like flaws of really accidentally spilling spoilers, Tom Holland really sells that moment. Like you feel his panic. It's like when he, when he dies or gets snapped, sorry, in the first one, you feel his panic. You really are there with him in that moment. And you feel his grief in this moment because he's like when the younger generation, he was brought into Marvel by Tony Stark. And he's like, I guess he represents us in that moment. Or our children, because he's like 10 years old. I meant like the, fine. I know what you mean. I know what you mean, yeah. The younger viewer. And then Pepper's like saying, you know, the Marvel universe will be fine. You can go. Yes. Because we've got all these other characters we can pick from. So we're all right. Yeah. So Natasha, and he does. Mm. And then they have that really epic funeral scene, which Natasha didn't get. I know. Yeah. That was, I was, it's almost like she's not mentioned right at the end. Um, but I think she is mentioned a bit. But yeah. Silent Walker have a little chat because they're like, we lost people. Now, I guess. <laughs> we was, yeah. we're, we're connecting in our grief. Yeah. Yeah. And they have even more characters at the funeral, like Nick Fury is there, Maria Hill is there, um, Aunt May is, sexy Aunt May is there, the Pims are all there, like Michael Douglas, Michelle Pfeiffer's there. And Um, I remember you asked me about a teenage boy. I looked up who it was. Okay, you tell everyone. Go. See, he he is the little boy who helped Tony Stark in Iron Man 3. Yes. His name, yeah. I was like, who is he? Because even even you, (laughs) after we watched it, even you were like, who was that kid? I was like, I don't yeah. know who was that. I needed a visual clue. I needed something to remind me. But yeah, no, that, that's who it was. So it's a sign saying Iron Man 3, like uh, he's got a thumbs up. <laughs> yeah, and I think what we said at the time was it was weird because the way they filmed it, this was long before COVID, but everyone's sort of set apart in little groups. It did feel like social bubble, social distancing. It did, but I guess it was more to make sure we knew who everyone was. I know, but I thought it was very like, it felt, it didn't feel and also funerals you are going to gather into little groups and stick with the people that you're closest to aren't you yeah it was sad apparently um Gwyneth Paltrow was like oh my god this is crazy so many people here why is Samuel L. Jackson here and everyone's like you've been in movies with him he's Nick Fury (laughs) but I don't actually I don't think she shared a scene with him though no but she she surely would have watched the film she's been in maybe maybe her various diets and health things are having an effect on her memory I don't know so true yes we'll have to look into the goop after effect but yeah <laughs> you feel it that you? you feel that everyone there there's certain people who feel a closer connection to Tony than others and you feel their grief so yeah exactly and it's nice having everyone assembled there and it again it uh, marks the end of the era assembled yeah assembled there's- there yeah <laughs> oh I didn't even think of that when I said it there's still that problem of those little stones they gotta go back to where they belong they do. So um, obviously they've got to fulfill the promise they made to Tilda Swinton. Otherwise Tilda Swinton will come and get them. And <laughs> some, I don't know how, but she might. 
she's magic and captain america takes the stones back in time to put them back in their places but he doesn't come back he goes he goes and he stays in the past and he lives and grows old with peggy and dances with her to 1940s music because that's what he soldiers does. did back then he does he does and he did promise her that he'd give her a dance when he got back from that little boat that crashed into the ice so filled exactly so he fulfilled he, his promise he after does all these years just tell them all doesn't he he does so he grows old and then as an old man he comes to the funeral um and he passes on his shield to falcon yeah which is nice and he looks a lot like joe biden i feel when he's he old. does look like joe biden you're right yeah he does he does look so like him apparently he, um chris evans's mum cried when she saw him all age shucks he looked like his dad it's like a serious bit of um, foreshadowing going on there with the US election. <laughs> yeah, there was. What was the thing I was going to say? Oh, and the little hologram goodbye from Tony to his daughter. Oh, he's, so sad. Yeah. He's so small, all snuggled up and looking at him and he's like, I love you 3000. There's a, there's a bit of sweetness to it that he, he died so that so many other people could live, I yeah. guess. And that daughter <laughs> is going to grow up knowing that like he was a hero and he's probably left behind a load of holographic videos and stuff so we got him as vision type vibe you know yeah yeah a genius she'll bring him back as some sort of holographic dad it'd be quite fun exactly. also science fiction fantasy you can bring anyone back for any reason so very true uh what else happens um oh um thor appoints valkyrie as leader of asgard he hands his mantle down as well um, which I think is a wise decision. She's pretty cool. And also, also Gamora has, uh, so good Nebula, who is, got stuck in the past, convinced her to change sides. And they've come into the future as well. So Gamora has joined the Guardians. However, of course, she does not have the say, the memories of her love affair with Peter Quill. because She is from mm. the past. Um, not that he deserves it, quite frankly, because yeah, he screwed he everything up. That knee and the balls that she gives him so yeah exactly yeah i'm like yeah that's that's what you deserve quite frankly yeah. we're all giving that to you right now but it is interesting because apparently there's a deleted scene which shows when everyone's sad around tony she just walks off like quietly okay but i'm thinking like like obviously she's gonna come back somehow because they're doing another guardians and i've seen her on her instagram in green so i know she's in it but also, if she's gone back to the original, she would have had to have gone back to the original timeline, wouldn't she? To make it all happen? Yeah, because, because the Space Stone was integral to the Guardians' stories. Yes. But they took it. Yes. But then they go in and put it back. No, but I'm saying Gamora herself was important to those stories, and she's come out of that timeline into ours. Oh, yeah. But then Hulk talked about yeah. how doing stuff like that doesn't affect it that's true i'm sure unless they do address it in the next guardians film yeah i was wondering if maybe like she's allowed to exist in this timeline but she will have to go back at some point so there's always going to be like knowing they'll lose her at some point maybe because they would have had to replace the soul stone so that she can then sacrifice or be sacrificed by thanos anyway so all Mm. that's had that has to have happened um tricky one i guess this is where time travel become is it's a real uh, it's really playing with fire isn't it it is Trixie but I would love her to come back she was always one of my favorites as you know so I, I, I and she will 
I'm sure she mm. will. Um, yeah, but she will. I've seen her in her makeup. You've seen well. it. You've seen the receipts. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> so yeah, I I very easily would put Infinity War and Endgame together, and it's my number one favorite Marvel film of all time ever. Of all time ever. It's just. But how do you feel? Now you've seen that, do you think you want to watch more Marvel? Are you still happy to keep going? Or yes, don't worry, people... I'll still do it. <laughs> okay, no, I know it's just some people like like Chris, for example, were like, mm. "That is my end game. I'm done with Marvel now." True, but uh, I think it, I've seen like various sort of not full on trailers, but I've seen you know pictures and occasional small clips and stuff from future films, and I am like, you know what? Yeah, I want to see what else they do. Um, and there's another Thor film, there's another Guardians film, there's another Doctor Strange film, there's all that. There's, I've still got two more Spider-Man films to watch. You do, and you love Spider-Man. I do like Spider-Man. So um, there's plenty to keep me going. You can't have a Avengers all the time. Yes. Well, we, yeah, we instantly like bring everyone together again. But I think they're probably leaning more into the world of TV at the moment. Um, do you want me to quiz you? Let's do a quiz, yes. Let's do it. Okay, what do you think it got on Rotten Tomatoes? Considering- oh my God, like 95%. This must be popular. That, that sound means you're almost right. Um, it's 94%. Ooh. 94% because it's exciting, entertaining and emotionally impactful. And an incredibly satisfying finale to Marvel's epic Infinity Saga. Agreed. Very, yeah, it, it is like... Whilst it's not exactly how I would have done it, it is very satisfying. And I, I really like how they've got, they've concluded things with the promise of more. Very true. And how much do you think it made? Oh my God, like a billion gazillion. <laughs> everything. <laughs> it made everything. It made 2.798 billion and it was the highest grossing film of all time until it was surpassed by something in 2021. Can you guess what that was? What the hell surpassed it? So it's an annoying one. <laughs> Is it? What surpassed it? Avatar. It was re-released in China. Are you freaking kidding me? No. Fucking Avatar. <laughs> Avatar deserves nothing. It's oh, just... you. I completely agree. I think Avatar's a little shit, but everyone likes it and whatever, that's fine. If that's what they want to... Sorry, Avatar. <laughs> Apparently people Jake... don't like it. No one is like, oh, you know what? I love Avatar. I'm a big Avatar fan. No one likes Avatar. Well, you know what? You say that, but I've had so many arguments with Chris because he really likes Avatar. And I'm like, why? There's no story. It looks fine. But, you know, I don't care to watch it again. Um, It was also, if you adjust it for inflation, though, can you guess what other film might be highest grossing? Of all time? Yeah, if you adjust it for inflation. so It's Gone with the Wind, isn't it? It is Gone with the Wind. Mm. Which is crazy. How It's crazy how much money it... It, the actual money it made at the time is not that much in comparison, but like that's a, just an enormous sum in mm-hmm. reality. Um, yeah, yeah, yeah. It's a yeah. It was massive in its time. Yeah. Apparently, when it surpassed Titanic, James Cameron sent a little card of um, a big A sinking the Titanic. Oh, really? But then obviously he and then he the... overtook them again. <laughs> yeah. So I feel like that's why he was like, "Release Avatar." <laughs> I will destroy them. Um, so yeah, that happened there. Um, only one person who's in the film received a full version of the script. Can you guess who it was? Ooh, okay. Um, Robert Downey Jr. It was Robert Downey Jr. They trusted him. <laughs> um, 
everyone else had fake and real versions of the script and they referred to them as well different the sort of fake versions were called code blue mm. and the real versions were code red and i wondered if that was a a matrix kind of thing oh yeah little reference to that there yeah mm. or that tony stark's suit is red yes that's interesting yes mm. that's probably more likely apparently everyone thought they were filming a wedding at the end rather than a funeral oh interesting what like tony stark and pepper potts's wedding yeah mm. which is weird because they all look so sad well they i guess they would have been told when they filmed no yeah that makes sense <laughs> <laughs> otherwise they go yeah why are we all in black though why are we so sad mm. we all loved pepper um do, 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 do. we've talked about the little rat and what they called him the, the savior, savior rat, rat. yeah oh, i've skipped that um what do they say is it that spurs tony into action oh i can't remember it's, it? it's peter so he looks at a picture of him and peter and that's what persuades him to risk it all because even though he has his child morgan he still mm. lost the child and there may be potential to bring the other child back Ah, uh, yes, of course. And they're both sweet. children. Yeah, and apparently the shape of the diploma that Peter and Tony are holding in that picture gives him the inspiration for the, the shape of the loop he creates. Oh, okay. Oh. So that's cool. I mean, that's science that I did not pick up on, I'd like to say. I found that on a very weird Marvel fan site. But it's... You know, that makes sense to me. So they love cool. throwing in Easter eggs like that, don't they? They really do. They're like, well done, guys. Good job. Um, they filmed some scenes. Well, one very important scene. You know, they, they went back in time. Mm. One of those back in time moments was filmed years prior when they were making Infinity War. Really? Ah. Yeah. Which one? No idea. It could be any of them. It is... Dun, 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 four and rocket oh really okay yeah. and they filmed it in durham cathedral why did they film it so much earlier i don't know you know because oh. it makes no sense to me but i um <laughs> i wondered if it's because they already had permission to film in durham cathedral at the time or in the area possibly yes and a bit more travel i guess is involved there yes but it does mean that they knew he was going to get fat but then he's not he's wearing the full body thing then so mm-hmm. he can he hides it. You only see him fat when he's got like his top off. I don't know. You can't tell though. He looks bulky and beardy. Mm. But that's yeah, that's that. Um, one of the actors inspired a very emotional line because it's one that his own children say to him. Is it "I love you three thousand? It is. It was Robert Downey Jr.'s children. Uh, he says it to his own children, does he? Well, they say it to him. Oh, they say it to him. Yeah. I think I've mentioned this before. Uh, They were filming another movie at the same time as this. Two actors were filming their own movie and this Uh, film at the same time. Their own Marvel movie? Hmm. Would it be the next Spider-Man? Ant-Man and the Wasp. Oh, okay. So that's quite nice because kind of makes sense because i guess he pays quite a big part and it ends so abruptly <laughs> ant-man and the wasp yeah into yeah. this that kind of makes 
Makes sense. And it means you got Michael Douglas and Michelle Pfeiffer on standby to be at the funeral scene. Yes, that's very true. Yes. Those guys are going to cost money. So. They are going to cost money. Yeah. <laughs> Apparently, um, Tom Holland was like on the red carpet and he was like, Michelle Pfeiffer's here. What the hell is going on? Because they don't know about <laughs> the time. So <laughs> it was quite cute. Um, Robert Downey Jr. hid something all over the set and was he managed to weave them into scenes he improvised. Can you guess what it was? Ooh. Um, food. Yes, it's food. He hid loads of snacks on set. Wait, kept... didn't he do this in a previous one? Yeah. Yeah. They should check his pockets or something. Um, so every time he offered snacks out, that was all improvised. Oh, funny. Yeah, he, I swear this was a question before on like the first Avengers one or something. Yeah. yeah. What did you notice about Carol Danvers in this film? She had a haircut. She did. She had short hair, which is from her modern design in the comics. And the red sash is now a belt. Um, oh. She's also got a new costume, which is red with black shoulder pads, which is lifted from Captain Marvel. Her predecessor. Oh, which you can't. It's been quite a few years since she manifested her powers for her, so I guess she'll she needs to change her outfit sometimes. He does. I think that's fair. You know, sometimes people want to get distracted. Exactly. Um, what would be interesting or weirdly awkward about Peggy and Steve's relationship when he goes back? He's met her daughter. No, that he didn't just he met her great niece Sharon. Yes. And kissed her. <laughs> yes, he did. That was it. it. Was yes, yeah. Played by Thingy from Revenge. Yes. Mm. So um, Haley Atwell talked about this. You know, she was like, he probably would have told her in a very awkward way, and it probably meant there was a bit of domestic. Words were said. Voices may have risen. Wouldn't that be hilarious if they had a proper argument about it? She just slams the door and he goes off fishing for the weekend or something. I don't know. Because it's the 40s, I think it can have such a beautiful, wholesome, kind of screwball comedy tone to it rather than a soap opera. <laughs> Let's do it. She wants to make that series. That would be funny. Yeah, I like that idea. It kind of reminded me of um, Star Wars when they had Luke and Leia kiss in... And Pash strikes back, and then in the third one, they're like, "Oh, your sister." She's like, "I always knew." You're like, yes. Did you always know? Because you did just make out with him not that they long ago. It. They did it in Dallas in the first season of Dallas. The youngest member of the family, Lucy, is having an affair with the ranch hand Ray. Um, and then about two seasons in, there's this big twist that reveal that Ray's actually um, a son of a member of the Ewing family, and actually her uncle. Um, but mm. they never, ever address the fact that they had an affair. They just sweep it under the rug for the, the remaining 14 seasons of Dallas that they made. Oh. <laughs> <laughs> this is a fun one, which I think you'll like based on your, your blog. Um, including cameos, how many Oscar winners does the film star? Ooh, just this film in particular? Yeah. You know what? I'm going to go on to a... Um, Onto the cast list. Do it. So nominees or winners? You do both. You do two, it's two separate things though, because I've got All the right. answers to both. Right, cast. So Robert Downey Jr. has been nominated. 
Um, I don't think Chris Evans has. Mark Ruffalo has been nominated. It's two nominees. Don't think Chris Hemsworth has. Scarlett Johansson has been nominated. I don't think she's ever won. Oh, Jeremy Renner. I don't think he's been nominated. I'm going to go with no on him. Brie Larson has won. Mm-hmm. Her room. She's in room. She's won. She's a best actress winner for room. Bradley Cooper. Ooh, did he win for Silver Linings Playbook? Oh, I'm shaking my head, but you can't see me. <laughs> <laughs> I don't think he did. I think he was nominated, but he didn't win. Gwyneth Paltrow is a winner. She won for Shakespeare in Love. She did, um, which I'm in the background of, you know. Are you? Where are you in Shakespeare in Love? I'm in the funeral scene. I'm a child in mourning. Oh. <laughs> look out for me. I'm wearing a bustle. <laughs> I'll, I'll look out for that. I must watch it again. Yeah. Um, Josh Brolin. I'm going to assume Josh Brolin has been nominated at some point. He's had a long career. I'm going to go with yes, but I could be wrong. Benedict Cumberbatch has been nominated. That's six nominees, two winners. Chadwick Boseman has been nominated. Seven nominees, two winners. Tom Hiddleston. I don't think he's been nominated before. William Hurt is a winner. He has won. That's three winners. <laughs> Just a winner like, at life. At winner at life, yeah. <laughs> Everyone's a winner. Chris Pratt. Samuel Jackson, I think, got nominated. I would I assume he has. Rene Russo probably has been nominated. Tilda Swinton has won. She is a winner. Angela Bassett has been nominated before. Michael Douglas. Ooh, has he won? I don't think he's won, but I think he's been nominated. Michelle Pfeiffer must have been nominated at some point. Um, Robert Redford. Ooh, no, he did have a cameo. He might have won. I'm going to go with yes, he won. Natalie Portman's won. I'm going to go with six winners, ten nominees. Nine winners, actually. Nine winners. Yes. Yep, we've got Brie Larson, Tilda Swinton, Natalie Portman, Marissa Tamai, Taika Waititi, Michael Douglas, William Hurt, Gwyneth Paltrow, and Robert Redford. Ah, I forgot Taika Waititi. Yes, of course. Yeah. And we've also got 12 nominees in the forms of Robert Downey Jr., Mark Ruffalo, Scarlett Johansson, Jeremy Renner, Don Cheadle, Benedict Cumberbatch, Chadwick Boseman, Angela Bassett, Michelle Pfeiffer, Bradley Cooper, Josh Brolin, and Samuel L. Jackson. Yes, yes. Ooh, not did, didn't do too badly there, did I? No, you were very close. I was very impressed with that. Um, can you guess which of the last, you know, so the remaining Avengers, the ones who don't get snapped, has the least amount of screen time? Okoye. No, no, actually, that's a good point. But I don't think she is an Avenger, is she really? So, are we going with like the main Avengers? Yeah. Like superheroes, mm. super-powered Avengers. Black Widow. It's Brie Larson. Oh, Carol okay. Dent. She's around 15 minutes. She flies off. Yeah, she's everything. not in it that much, is she? I think that's because she was filming Captain Marvel at the time. The ah. first thing she filmed was her scene, like the first scene for this. Then she filmed the film. I see. I see. Who gave away that they were alive in Endgame at one of the premiere screenings? Uh, doesn't Tom Holland give away everything? Yeah, he he didn't realise that the movie hadn't shown yet and walked on stage yelling, I'm alive. <laughs> Fool. <laughs> <laughs> I, I just don't know how he got away with all this. Um, there's one scene 
which always makes the film crew cry, no matter how many times they've watched it. Can you guess what it is? Tony Stark's death? No, it's where Scott Lang reunites with his daughter. Oh, that is really sweet, though. And they credit Paul Rudd's performance because he improvised the line, you're so big. Oh, that is, that is quite sad, though. I think it's just the whole emotions around, like, the whole end of the world stuff around that is, yeah. Yeah, it's so true. Um, did this. And then my last question, as ever, did you spot Stan Lee? Oh, gosh, I did, but I can't for the life of me remember where he was. Tell so he's, me. In the, he's in the 1970s. Yes, yes. And he did dress up as his younger self. That was his last last Marvel film before he died in November 2018. Wow. Yeah, sad times. So that's like proper end of an what, era. What an estate he leaves behind. <laughs> I know. I would love to have been on his uh, inheritance. It's just to be like a nephew or a niece of him or something, you know? My God, absolutely. <laughs> it would be manic, that will reading, wouldn't it? You'd always be sitting there like... <gasps> you get a million you get a million you'll get a million amazing yeah and that is my my end game quiz the end of my game this is me clapping your end game quiz yay so very nice what could possibly come next i feel like whatever comes next is a bit of a come down isn't it but it's not any great let me see. We are going very briefly back into TV. We're, we're doing our last Netflix series. <laughs> our very last one, which instantly they've taken all the Netflix series off Netflix now. Um, so I managed to watch it just in time. It's Jessica Jones season three. Yeah, I forgot they were going to take everything down. Which I don't know if they're going to put it onto Disney Plus. I assume they will, right? Mm, I would assume so. Yeah, it's Disney owns it, so. But yeah, we'll see. We'll um, we'll go visit Jessica one last time and see what shenanigans she's been up to. It'll be delightful. I can't wait to hear what you think of it. But also, I'm just. I feel like I can just coast through now. I feel so relieved because I kept panicking. I was going to ruin Endgame for you. I uh, know. Yeah, you've got nothing to reveal now, have you? Well, I've got many things I could reveal, but nothing as big as that. So nothing, feel... nothing as imperative. No. Yeah. <laughs> you've been listening to an episode of the marvel version if you'd like to join in the conversation you can tweet us at the marvel version we hope you enjoyed the show and that you'll tune into the next fact-filled episode <laughs>